Welcome to the Western Herald Sports Podcast. We are back. We are in Kalamazoo after a long, long, extended stay in Orlando, Florida. Jarrett, how are you feeling on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon? Tan. A little chilly. You look good. Thank you. We have color. That's the first compliment you've ever given me, uh, Brennan. (laughs) Especially on this morning. Yeah. I had to compliment you. I had to bounce back. Well, we are talking about a lot of things today. First off, we would like to apologize when we recorded last week's podcast, we left for Florida the we day after. We had it done. After. Yeah, we had, we had it, done. it done. You can check my USB if you want to. It's done. We might even throw it up in a little back burner account or something like that. A lot of the information we talked about was a little out of date, but uh, now that it's a week past. We had no Wi-Fi. Yeah. The complimentary Wi-Fi at the hotel <laughs> was $10 count. a month. doesn't count make any it. sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't that was that. a day. It wasn't a month. It was a day. For $10 a day. Yeah. This is unnecessary. We were putting money other places, so yeah, we apologize. <laughs> like, like once we get moms. a sponsor, once we get a sponsor, we <laughs> emergency. Pay. We're yeah. still waiting, but we're talking about a lot of things today. We're going to talk uh, a lot about NFL free agency. While we were gone and while we were in Florida, the NFL free agency kicked into full gear. A lot happened on the first day. Yeah, we were sitting there in our condo, and our phones were all just blowing up because yeah. the opening day of free agency. And it, I think the Lions came out on top. For the most part. Compared to other teams or just for the organization Not itself? on top. They weren't the winners, I don't think. But I they're agree. not the losers. They're in the middle of the pack right now, which is where they needed to do. They made some crucial signings, and they made a lot of great moves. Surprisingly, the Lions took care of positions they needed to take care of for the most part. Yeah, we'll start off with the number one signing. This is the one that hit headlines pretty heavily. After Calvin Johnson made his uh, announced retirement, which happened while we were in Florida. Sad, sad news, but we've talked about that plenty of times. Yeah, so no reason to, to recap. Thank you, Calvin. Marvin Jones from Cincinnati, wide receiver. We signed him to a five-year, $40 million contract. Yeah, I like it a lot. And this is a perfect example of how fantasy football is making an impact on fans' interest and perception of players. I knew about this guy from fantasy football. I think he had 12 touchdowns two years ago. That's what you need points. So I looked at his stats last year. He had 65 receptions, 816 yards, four touchdowns. Still solid, but he's, he's a great player. He's kind of in the shadow of A.J. Green. That's Not one of the of, reasons. He was in the shadow of A.J. Green. Right. And Muhammad Sanu. They were fighting for position, so... But that's one of the reasons that I like him, too, is because if he had the opportunity to study under A.J. Green, then then I respect him, and hopefully he's going to make some big plays. Exactly. And Sanu's no scrub either. He's got paid by Atlanta. That I receiving like core was really good. 26 years old. He's actually paid more than Tate now, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, he got paid a decent contract when he came here, but the way the NFL is changing so rapidly with contract extensions and, and amounts. So Tate's number one, but he gets paid like number two, but he's number one there. See what number he's wearing? 11. 11. Marvin Bring, Jones is. Bringing back Roy, Roy Williams. Williams. First down. Move the chains. So they addressed that. Addressed the receiver position. I, I expect them to do another guy in the draft. Yeah. Draft another, uh, yeah, draft another receiver. Uh, secondary. You want to talk about the secondary a little bit? Yeah, we hit the secondary pretty heavily. Uh, we took Tavon Wilson from New England. Signed him to a two-year, $2.2 million contract. Uh, he's in the safety position. We also signed Johnson Betamosi is how I believe it's going to be said. I'll he, take your word for that. That's it's a, it's a little could, rough pronunciation, yeah. but he's going to be a special teamer. He also has the opportunity to play like a cornerback safety position around Quinn. But special teams, what they got him for, he led the NFL in special teams tackles last year. Yep, yep. So a guy that can contribute there. Tavon Wilson. Is it Tavon or Tavon? I want to say t- Tavon. Tavon. We'll, we'll call him Tavon. Okay. Wilson. Wilson uh, he only started four games in four years with New England, but he has talent. He was a second-round draft pick, so there's obviously something there. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do when he gets a chance because Isabdul Kadus left 
for Miami, so they had to avoid alongside Glover Quinn to fill there. But the guy I'm most excited about, you don't like him that much, Raphael Bush. Mm-hmm. He started most of his career until 2014 when he broke his leg and 2015 when he tore his pectoral muscle. The broken leg, I mean, it's a bad injury, but pectoral muscle is a, a freak incident to me. It happens more often than not, but I want to see. What, what's your perspective on that? Yeah, that's my thing. Uh, he was uh, he played with New Orleans, who never really yielded a ton of great secondaries or anything like that. But at the same time, it's a safety. We need a safety. Um, he hasn't played in two years, which is the reason I'm really hesitant on him. Uh, I'm not going to put all my faith in a guy that hasn't played in the league in two years, but especially when he's had two. Well, even though one's a freak accident, the broken leg is a very serious injury. But also you got to look at they wanted George Iloka from Cincinnati, who signed with Cincinnati again for a big contract. So there wasn't much out there. And these guys are cheap. Yeah, and that's why. I think we're going to go to the draft a little bit, but we needed to, to plug some holes uh, for, for cheap. You never know. Um, like I said, Alex Carter, twenty-one-year-old mm-hmm. rookie last year. You could, I could see him. He's like six foot one, athletic. Yeah. He can move to safeties. So we'll see once next year comes around. But I think the Lions are doing well so far, addressing secondary needs. Another position they addressed: defensive line. Yeah, we actually uh, signed Stephon Charles, a defensive tackle from Buffalo, to a one-year, one-point-seven-five million-dollar contract. And you hate him. I hate him. I think he's awful. He had over two hundred snaps last year and had a handful of tackles. Um, I say give him a chance, but Brennan hates him. He's had one sack for seven yards in three years. He's had one forced fumble. I honestly think it's just a roster spot, but we'll see what happens. I think we're going to go to the draft when it comes to defensive tackles and the line. Other than that, we re-signed Haloti Nada. I don't like that. Yeah, Jared doesn't like that. I'm in agreement with it. I like him. What was his contract? Uh, Two-year, $12 million. Yeah, that's too much for someone who didn't do anything. I agree. I tend to agree, but at the same time, he didn't do anything because he was hindered by an injury and kind of was slipped out of the organization a little bit. I mean, he's he's in the same situation that Marvin Jones is in this year. He's supposed to fill big shoes, and he didn't. So let me tell you, if Marvin Jones this year goes for 500, 600 receiving yards, people are going to think that it's a bust. Just but you can't recreate a phenom. Considering not his age, though, that's what... Right. He's getting paid six times more than Charles. And I just, I don't... Like you said, Charles isn't good. I agree, but I'm going to wait on him. But I just I don't think Nada should have been paid that much. I, I want I him back, but I agree that that's a lot of money to drop on him, especially for his age. I always liked Loni Nada when he played for the Ravens. I was a big fan of him when he was in part of the you know the Ray Lewis Ed Reed legacy. But uh, that's a lot of money for him to be paid. Um, and speaking of resigning, that's another thing I like. The Lions did really well. Is I think they kept the pieces they needed to. As of right now, we re-signed eight different players. Every one of them is in a crucial position. We even took uh, Tahir Whitehead, was gaining interest from Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. And they played well last year. They signed all people who actually had a decent year, didn't spend a ton of money on them. No, and they let Travis Lewis walk, but I don't think he was that good. No, and he only got paid like $810,000 from Minnesota. Caduce was a special teams player's entire career, came on the scene last year, but... That's a big loss. I want to wait on it, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He started to play well, but he was a career special teams guy. He went to Miami. So he's going down there with Sue. He's going to play with Sue. He's getting paid more than the two safeties they signed combined. And one of the big things that Miami does in the past two offseasons is they'll throw money at players that really don't deserve it. Mm -mm. Um, They also just signed, you know, the Mario Williams deal. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Also signed with the Lions free agency, we re-signed Kresden Butler, Don Molbach, Dan Orlovsky, Tyron Walker, Tim Wright, and Corey Fuller. Yeah, I like Tim Wright a lot. I like the Corey Fuller re-signed. I do too. He was, he's young. Yeah. Raw. Exactly. And Tim Wright has bounced around teams. He played well with New England when he was there. 
but he came here last season nine games in. He didn't. Cut, he came here halfway through the season. It, was, it was when all of our tight ends went down. Yeah, so you're expecting a guy just to come in and start playing, and that's it's not really realistic. He's yep. only 25, too. He's young and he's athletic. I think he's six foot four. 230. Yeah, yeah, I agree with Athletic guy. Looking at our tight end roster, though, we're going to have Eric Ebron, Brandon Pettigrew, and Tim Wright. I so like we're going to have Wright three tight ends. You like Tim Wright better than Pettigrew? Yeah. I think this might be the end of Pettigrew. I agree. Uh, I think we're going to see him phased out a little bit unless he really has a standout year. And even if he does, I don't think we're going to resign him for a ton of money. And Orlovsky, I like. It's young. He knows the program. And I like Orlovsky, too. He's cheap. And like you said, he knows the program, so... So, um, looking at who we're in the running for right now, there is one big name that we're still in the running for, and that is Russell Okung. He is an offensive lineman from the Seattle Seahawks. When he's healthy, he's elite. When he's healthy, he's elite, but let me tell you, when he has had a rough, rough career when it comes to not only false starts, uh, injuries, but I've always stayed by uh, the saying of the Lions need a veteran on that O-line. I agree. And this is my theory for the rest of the free agency. Get bargain picks. Don't overspend. That doesn't work out. Most of the time. Well, Russell Okung's agent is saying he's looking for 11 to $13 million a yeah, year. that's too much. Way too much money. Well, Adrian Waddle, they let go. He was an undrafted free agent. Like They, they can find guys, but uh, no, no, don't overpay. It's going to make the rest of your team suffer. Yeah, there's a lot of teams in the running. you got Pittsburgh, Seattle, the Giants, and Detroit in the running. Pittsburgh kind of opted out yesterday when they signed Ryan Harris. The Oakland Raiders just re-signed Donald Penn today, who the Giants were looking at, which means the Giants are probably going to really pull for Okung. And besides him... There's not much. I mean, there is, but there's not much headline names. One I like is Alfred Morris, and you don't like him. He's a hard runner, chip on his shoulder now after last season, got his position taken away by Matt Jones, but he didn't do anything wrong. He's only 27 years old. Alfred Morris, compared to the preposterous Arian Foster recommendation that you made, I would agree with. Yeah. But I wouldn't go out of my way to sign him. No, that's what I'm saying. You find bargain... Find these bargain pickups. I mean, if in another two weeks he doesn't have a job, you know, you kind of poke him and say, we'll offer you a, and you think he's a old. chunk of change. Like, no, I thought, no, I thought he was old. Like, yeah, I thought no. he was an older guy because he's been around for a while. He had a great entrance in the NFL. He ran for 1,600 he's yards. He's a rookie then, too. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He, he seems like he's an older guy, but he's only 27 years old. But he's been on a downward trend. In three years, he's lost 1,000 yards. I mean, he, he rushed carry. for 751, played in 16 games. He's a hard-nosed runner that I like. The guy that, the chip on the shoulder, you can't put that into like words how much it impacts people right that's been his whole career so moving on the winners and losers of free agency my winners are the afc south minus the colts i totally agree i think the afc south came out of nowhere and titans a little bit they, they had one signing i mean one they traded for DeMarco which we're okay Murray. with yeah I'm okay I'm but they're not the big winners but the colts after last season they just they're even lower now yep on the totem pole there the jaguars ridiculous amount of money head coach gus bradley was a former defensive coordinator at Seattle Seahawks. He's making this defense look like the Seahawks. Oh, yeah. He signed Malik Jackson, who is a version of Michael Bennett. Um, they still have – people forget about rookie last year towards ACL, Dante Fowler Jr. He's coming back. They also signed versatile secondary players, Tashawn Gibson, a safety and cornerback, Prince Amukamara. So they're uh, they're scary next year. Yeah, I think they're going to look good. But it's Jacksonville. It is. That's a, it, It's Some. a hard <laughs> – they looked really good the, this year. The though. Raiders were the Raiders, and they're they're on an upward trend now too. And they also signed Chris Ivory. Yeah, who's gonna? It's how uh, T.J. Eldon had a great season last year. It's gonna pre- preserve him. Blake Bortles had a breakout year last year. Allen Hearns, Allen Robinson. That team is. They have the weapons. That team is young, and they are. They have names, and they have weapons. Yeah, and let's see if they can utilize them. And the other AFC South team, the Houston Texans. This could be a winner. Right. I want to believe it's Yeah, I want. You have to wait on this one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because what's the most important position in the NFL? Quarterback. 
Easily. And they signed Brock Osweiler. Yep. <laughs> From the Denver Broncos. Finally got his contract. And Bill O'Brien has a way with quarterbacks. He made Christian Hackenberg look like an NFL prospect. Then he left and went to crap. Penn State. <laughs> So I, I want to see how he how he plays because from the small sample size last year he looked pretty good. Osweiler yeah. did, and if he can, he has a really good receiver to throw to DeAndre Hopkins. He has a couple good receivers. Yeah. I I won't count out you know Nate Washington and the whole crew. The balancing act of uh, Cecil Shorts and Nate. Whatever's healthy. Yeah, exactly. Whatever's healthy and whatever's on field. But they also they cut Arian Foster and they signed Lamar Miller, which I think is Big. a younger, more healthy version of. Arian Foster. He has the, that ability. He's a pass catcher, but he can run it too. Not injury prone either, which is what the Texans kind of really dealt with for a little bit. So we'll see. That's th- all they were missing last year. They had no quarterback and they had no running back. Well, that's the one thing I think the Texans have always missed is consistency. They've always had the only consistency that they have had is in JJ Watt, yeah. and that's really it. Other than that, they haven't had consistency in their their D line, their quarterback. They went uh, through the merry go round last year. They did the same thing with their running back and their wide receivers. So we'll see. everybody Time gets healthy tell. and gets on the field, it might be good. Moving on to the losers. Uh, hold on, I just I need to pinpoint one winner. All right. Ever since the beginning, you've always kind of teased me of being a Raiders fan, but I think the Raiders signing uh, Bruce Irvin is okay, huge. Yeah. Huge. That's and gonna I be think... a scary. Quarterbacks are not gonna want to face them. No way. <laughs> With and, Irvin and uh, Mac. Yeah, and that's what gets me excited is because the Raiders were always a real aggressive defensive team, and I think they're getting back to their roots which is really interesting to watch. All right, losers. Denver Broncos, <laughs> like we just talked about. I'm sorry, Jake. Yep, sorry. <laughs> Our friend Jake, we got an argument about this over spring break. He loves his team. Don't blame him. They just won a Super Bowl, but they have done nothing yeah. to get better. And I think the number one reason because of that, and I'll still stick by it, is because John Elway and the whole organization is too busy saluting Peyton Manning. And the Von Miller contract is coming up, too. Yeah. They're trying to just move cap space so they can money get him is, huge money. You can't do anything if you don't have money, and they're about to pay him big, which he deserves. But you you see this time and time again. You pay a guy a massive amount of money, and you don't have the assets to to build around him. So they lost Malik Jackson, like we mentioned, to the Jaguars. Danny Trevathan gone. Brock Osweiler we just talked about. C.J. Anderson they were gonna lose. They got him back. They matched the offer sheet from Miami. They still overpaid him, I think. Oh, for sure. You know, I don't think this team has much to look forward to in this year. And you're walking into the season right now on paper with Mark Buttfumble Sanchez. Which I don't hate, but I don't love. He's talking mad smack in the media. He would. Loser, Broncos. Another loser, the, the Dolphins. And we've talked about these, this, these teams already. They overspend. They dish out money. Like I said, last year was Sue. They signed defensive end Mario Williams, who's 31. They traded for Kiko Alonso and Byron Maxwell. I like Maxwell, but Alonso has been injured the last... Two of the last three seasons after his monster rookie year. Yep. They let Oliver Vernon go and Brett Grimes go. They lost out on CJ. I don't see how they've gotten better. They lost out on CJ Anderson. They added to the line. That's it. And with a team that's had uh, some some locker room problems in the past, I don't think adding a guy like Mario Williams that's getting paid more than everybody on the defense other than one or two players. That offense is, gonna, is terrible. Offense is they bad. They have two good receivers. Who's their running back now? Jay Jai? Yep. And that shows you the trust they have in him and they're willing to spend that much money on C.J. Anderson. Well, he just came out. I mean, this is going to be – we talked about him in fantasy football a lot. Came out of Boise. He was just hurt for real long. And when he came back, he was decent. But putting a whole season on his back may not be the smartest idea. No. That's the winners and losers. I think one of the biggest contracts I have to pinpoint was that Oliver Vernon contract. And that is a product of Over, Von Miller. I mean, yeah. And Jarrett did point out before we actually got on air, this is because Von Miller had an incredible season 
And the New York Giants, as we talked about, have a history of great defensive ends, but at the same time, this guy got overpaid. It's five years for $85 million. Did you know who Oliver Vernon was? I told Brendan I knew because I played Madden Ultimate Team, and I had him in a, a pack. And that's it. That's the only reason I knew. I was like, who is this guy? Why is he an 81 overall? He had, this year, he played in all 16 games, started all 16 games, had 61 tackles, seven and a half sacks. And it angers me, like, you don't overpay for trend. Never. Look at, uh, was it two or three years ago, RG3. Look at that trend. Everyone, and Kaepernick. It was a trend to, to running quarterbacks. Yep. And then... Dead. In two these years. are the smartest guys in the world when it comes to football. They're going to figure out how to stop it. So they're going to figure out how to stop these these rush ends, or how to counter it on offense. Yeah. Quick passes, more more tight end use. They're going to figure something out. I think this is going to be a lot more harder to counter when it comes to defensive end, the rough outside play. I don't I don't think quarterbacks know how to deal with it yet. I think offensive linemen would be able to handle themselves. Well, you just take them to the outside, and you know the tackles can manhandle them and get stronger on the upper body, but quarterbacks just don't know how to escape that blind side they'll figure it out it, it's going to be difficult it'll be interesting that's what i'm saying but i wouldn't put that much money in one player no never that was that was insane. unless it's a quarterback and they're proven so but. yeah the nfl merry-go-round um a lot's been going on there's still a pretty deep free agency class and we'll i'm talk sure a little bit more next week yeah we'll pinpoint it as it goes another on. another thing we're going to dive into next week martavis bryant we were going to try and do it this week. I think this is going to take a little bit more research from the both of us. And yeah, our opinions our... are too different, too different on this, too. Yeah. Yeah, um, our opinions are too different on this, too. So we'll, we'll hit on that next week. But Martavis Bryant was suspended a year after failing another drug test. He didn't appeal. He's starting to serve it now. Well, he was going to appeal. He, he going, dropped he, his appeal. He, yeah. So he's, he he's, admitted guilt. Yeah, he's currently serving it. Was suspended four games last season, came back, and was looking like a star, a young star. Another Clemson receiver, mm-hmm. and his agent said Bryant's fighting depression and plans to enter rehab this Sunday. So we'll talk about the next more next week. The thing to me though that makes this kind of upsetting is he didn't even show up for his drug test. It would have been a ten game suspension if he failed another drug test. So he just didn't he didn't show up for two games. So he just didn't show up for two drug tests. Like he said, he needs help, but it's that's, that's just irresponsibility. He broke the rules. I mean, it, it's yeah. there's no red line. If you know you're guilty, show up, take the 10 games, and get help. But at the same time, I think with the drug that we're talking about, and that's my opinion, with the drug that we're talking about, I don't think a year suspension. But, like I said, there's no no red line. He broke the rules. We'll talk about it next week. So we'll delve into that. I think that's going to be a big highlight of the the length of this podcast has been going on for what? We've been going. No, 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 not this one specifically. Uh, I'm talking about, I mean, it's been six, six to eight months. August? Dang, yeah. Yeah, so we've been going. So I think next week's podcast, if we can get our stuff straight, will be a very good podcast to listen to. I think you're really going to see how Jarrett and I can debate. Um, we still love each other, though. Oh, absolutely. But uh, yeah. I mean, sometimes. Until he says dumb stuff, and then. This morning, he made me mad. <laughs> Whatever, I'm over it. Anyway, things are looking good. The NFL is in. Uh, Full progress again, and I couldn't be any more excited. We still miss games, though. We need games. Still miss games. Yeah, Western's already starting spring practice, so football is football's in the air. Pro day was yesterday. Yeah, Zamort ran a 4-3-4. What? Dude, that is so fast. So fast. It's becoming wide receiver U and DBU. Every single NFL team was here yesterday. Yep. All 32 teams. Joe Philbin was walking around, and they had pictures of him online. I was like, you know, he's he's a nobody. They're all rowing the boat. But they're all rowing the boat. It's it's exciting. So it's cool to see us kind of getting up there. Yeah, if you want just another example of the impact PJ Flags had on this program, go to the, the pro day yesterday. Perfect example. Yeah, people are showing up, which is cool. 
So we'll get uh, more in depth with that next week. And uh, Twitter names, shout out to Gwen for helping us record. Yeah, thank you, Gwen. Gwen underscore D Young follower. Hockey. Brendan, what's yours? It is at B-B-U-F-F-A underscore W-M-U. Oh. Mine's Jarrett Orlando. <laughs> Jarrett underscore Orlando. So J-A-R-R-I-T-T underscore Orlando. So follow me. Yeah, we might do a little bit of March Madness next week too. I guess that's it. it we might wait till yeah, Sweet Sixteen. It's Final already four. started. It's already mad, and we're not gonna just we're not gonna rush the podcast to to talk about our brackets because they'll be wrong. They'll so be wrong. Really <laughs> they'll be wrong. Just Every, like yeah. just like ninety nine percent of the country. Hundred percent. No one's ever had a perfect bracket. Perfect bracket. Was it um? Who's the dude? Can't think of his name. He's friends with Sue. He's Warren Buffett. Warren, yeah, I offered a million dollars for a perfect bracket last year. Out of his own pocket. No one one got it. Jeez, man. All right. Catch us next week. We are out of here. Go, Lions. Deuces.